Welcome to The Untrue Show, a personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an untrued point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I'm excited to be back. I think I sound a little bit congested, but we're going to keep rolling. (laughs) I actually, gosh, I kind of fell into a little bit of a rut after the helicopter crash last week. It was really difficult to get my mojo and get back into posting. So I'm happy to be back with you guys this week after what I feel like is one of the most important marketer holidays of the year, which is the Super Bowl, because, you know, Super Bowl and the ads are everything. Watching the engagement on social is everything and just having a good time. I really feel like it was just so fun. I mean, I think every year is fun, but this year was fun too and my favorite part would have to be definitely the halftime performance I thought Shakira did so great I made this list of songs I thought they were going to perform and literally everyone on there they hit so I was excited to see what they brought to the table I was excited to see two ladies do it I like that they didn't have a lot of gimmicks and frills like jumping up off from the top of the stands like Lady Gaga did they just kind of they knew their strengths and they worked those angles. So I really, really appreciate that. I was looking forward to hearing Shakira do She-Wolf, Whenever, Wherever, and Hips Don't Lie. And she got all those in. She even did Waka Waka for Africa, which I've only heard that song a little bit. So I don't know all the lyrics to be crazy into it, but I was feeling it. And I loved her costume. I loved the red that her dancers wore. Um, J-Lo did all the songs I thought she was going to do shit waiting for tonight feeling so good Jenny from the block that booty song and then some other songs I can't remember the titles too I definitely feel like I'm more familiar with J-Lo's earlier material than her later material or more recent stuff oh she did get right so gotta include that in there I just thought they looked so fantastic I mean they looked so good but one thing about it that irked me is I saw this article I think it was a Vogue article about JLo's hair talking about how they got it to look that way because the humidity in Miami and because of all these other factors but I really think they need to give credit to her weave because that was definitely a weave and they need to acknowledge that it was and just throw that in there because it's it gives people a false pretense of expecting that they can achieve hair like that when it wasn't even her hair so really just being straightforward like hey here's here's what kind of weave she had was it sewn in was it pieces was it I don't know there's all kinds of ways to weave so was it glued in I don't I'm positive it wasn't glued in but was like how was it put in I'd like to know I mean that's a secret I think should be in the article not just the products that were used because adding pieces or fillers is part of the process and part of what make her look so good and I think a lot of the think pieces and stuff and and posts I've seen have been around their age which they're not old I think old is a mindset to an extent they look very healthy they look beautiful and they they killed it out there I mean they look they just did a great job really really great job and I think one of my favorite follow-ups from the Super Bowl had to be this ad that I got from Sam Edelman where it was like did you see us at the Super Bowl and it talked about how Shakira's dancers wore combat boots from Sam Edelman's brand so 
I'll definitely include that in the post with this uh, podcast just because it really stood out to me as a way to really engage with your audience about your product that was featured in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was right there. They've used these really lovely pictures of Shakira and her dancers. So you could see a clear shot of the boots. I think the boots had to have been dyed because the boots in the Super Bowl were red, but the three boot colors they offered were what? White, black, not red. <laughs> I can't remember the third one, but they were white and black. So I thought it was really cool that they did that and that they were able to incorporate that in their messaging. I know there's a lot of rules around using the word Super Bowl in marketing materials. So maybe there's a way they got around that. Um, maybe there's a way that they were allowed to use it or they paid to use it because I'm sure they had to pay for those images that they use in the email. But they're beautiful, beautiful images of of the the show and the performance and of the shoes so kudos to them for getting it right getting it out in a timely fashion it was literally out the next day it was out was this what did I say um Monday evening so that's a pretty quick turnaround for an email team to get a message together and get it right I know our team doesn't they're not really able to get stuff turned around like that and have it look so good. So I think that was really cool that they were able to get it, get on message. It definitely drove me to the website. So I'd say cool points there. I didn't buy the boots. I did really want to, but I was like, wait, uh, no, <laughs> but I'm a big fan of Sam Edelman's shoes. So I'm sure, you know, in the future, if I need some combat boots, I will definitely consider those. They're th- called the Natalie's, uh, or Natalia's, but, neither here nor there they're so cute though so feature a link to that post so you guys can check them out uh another thing that I really liked about the Super Bowl was the fact that this game was not boring like last year it was kind of dry and I think a lot of the reason why it was dry was just because the Super Bowl was in Atlanta in our city in my city that I love but the halftime was not in Atlanta halftime and maybe it was because of all the Colin Kaepernick stuff that was happening. But I just think that at least the Miami halftime was Miami. Like it looked like what I'd want to go out and dance to in Miami. It was Latin. It was just beautiful and had culture to it where ours was like a bland bologna sandwich because there was no culture to it. I mean, Maroon 5 is cool and stuff, but that was not what I call an Atlanta centered performance which is really unfortunate so hopefully in the future when we host we can all you know everything that's been happening with uh, the protests and the boycotts won't be around and maybe we can really do a show that Atlanta is worthy of because that just wasn't it but anyway the game wasn't boring it was really fun to watch the Patriots weren't there so that was a plus for me just because they've been there like the last what three years and just gets tired gets kind of tired of watching them there and speaking of the Patriots I don't know if you guys saw the Hulu commercial that Tom Brady was in I thought that was a letdown I mean no yeah it just wasn't good to me I I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world but I just felt like Hulu could have done better I am a Hulu fan I've been a subscriber for a couple years and so I just think they should have brought a better commercial to the table it wasn't really that good I know Tom Brady posted a teaser of him walking through a tunnel on his Twitter maybe Instagram just a photo yeah none of that was I didn't like it I give it a thumbs down I did like 
all of the 80s and 90s nostalgia that was featured in the cameos in the commercials because I definitely saw a Winona Ryder, Molly Ringwald, MC Hammer. I mean, it took me back to when I was a kid because, you know, can't touch this. MC Hammer was big in the early 90s. The hammer pants, he had the glasses. It just was a whole vibe. And I loved seeing him in the Cheetos commercials. I thought those were really great. Kind of made me think about trying the Cheetos products. I'm not a big Cheeto buyer, but it's like, ooh, Cheetos popcorn. I think that was the one he was in. And then also, I thought that uh, the avocado commercial was pretty cool with Molly Ringwald. And then the Squarespace commercial with Winona Ryder was definitely my favorite. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. She, and it was kind of seamless and, and it was funny. The Hyundai commercial, the one with the Boston accents, I feel like I had to get give that one a rewatch. I couldn't really pick up what they were saying. And also, I just felt like, why are they talking in Boston accents? Kind of threw me for a loop just because... I mean, the Patriots aren't there and then just kind of came out of nowhere. Though I thought the tie-in, well, not the tie-in, I thought the car part was cool because they were trying to park this Hyundai. And yeah, of course, there are tons of car ads just because it's Super Bowl and the Porsche one stands out to me a lot just because I don't ever remember Porsche having big ads in the Super Bowl. So it was cool to see them participate. The Hummer one was very low-key and subtle. There was a Kia ad with a football player talking to his younger self, which I thought was very sentimental, but I also felt like it didn't do a good job of really featuring the car enough because I can't recall what the car was. I know it was a Kia, and then it was very sappy, so maybe they were trying to pull on heartstrings. Then I do remember the John Legend and Chrissy Teigen commercial, which – it was okay to me I thought it was funny when he asked her to say the magic word and she said sexiest man alive kind of referencing his people magazine cover where he was named sexiest man alive and I think a lot of people had an issue with that because they don't find him sexy but I mean he's definitely very sexy he's very talented that's sexy and he also is attractive he's a family guy I think there's qualities that are sexy that you don't have to look at someone and they have to look like Jason Momoa for you to think that's the sexiest man in the world everybody does not look like that that's that's just supernatural (laughs) um speaking of Jason Momoa the commercial that he was in was a little weird because yeah he was like taking off his muscles and then he ended up being really scrawny I thought the cool part of that commercial was Lisa Bonet uh in it and then there was an insurance commercial that I really liked talking about the four different kinds of love it was New York life I liked that one I thought it was I thought it was really nice pulled at the heartstrings but it also had a storyline that made me know like this is an insurance company and strange commercials to me the the president Trump commercial with Alice Johnson I thought was a little awkward I'm guessing that maybe I was the target audience for that commercial being a woman of color and being a voter but it just didn't appeal to me it was really awkward and it was the black and white part was kind of strange I just didn't feel like yeah I don't know something about it just didn't appeal to me and I didn't wasn't really feeling it and I'll give kudos to a good commercial but that just wasn't it I'm sorry so leading up to the Super Bowl I don't know if you guys saw this but the peanut brands were touting that Mr. Peanut was dead you know iconic Mr. Peanut with the monocule which is actually a type of corrective lens that enhances perception and it's usually on a string 
And I definitely had to look up the name of that because I was like, I feel like I've seen that everywhere, but can't tell you the name of it. So it's a monocule. Uh, Mr. Peanut with the monocule and the top hat and the cane said he was dead. So I think that they did a good job of like leading into it being something really exciting, it being an event and killing off a main character. But then I feel like when we got to the actual Super Bowl commercial, which came really early in the game, I want to say it was right in the first quarter. This commercial comes on and it's the funeral and then it's like the rebirth and it's a baby nut and the nut sounds like a dolphin. So I was like, this is kind of lame because it made me think about Bing Bong from Inside Out, the Disney movie, who's the imaginary character, uh, imaginary friend of the main character, Riley. And he talks like a dolphin. He's like a dolphin, elephant something (laughs) again imaginary character so immediately when this baby nut is like talking like a dolphin I was like that's kind of weird that a peanut sounds like a dolphin and then the fact that they called it baby nut were no women in the room when you guys schemed up this plan to call it that because that's a suspect name I feel like throughout the game I was tweeting with Astroglide they were actually doing a lot of really cool Twitter engagement as the game was going on and getting people hyped up and talking about stuff in theme with their brand. And I went to look at their timelines. I was like, Oh, I wonder if they're going to talk about this. Cause it could be, again, it's a suspect name, baby nut. It's a little risque. So went and looked at their timeline. They're like, we're not touching this with a 10 foot pole, which I thought was really funny because yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to address that one, but it's supposed to be baby nut they wanted people to do like all this stuff during the game on twitter with the hashtag and with the nut and i get it there are a lot of baby things that are really cute right now because we have baby Groot we have baby Yoda and they're just adorable little characters so I guess that's where they got the idea to kill off the older nut and have a baby nut but I just yeah (laughs) I don't know I mean it's it's on the fence with me between being a hit or miss I think the lead up to it was good but the fact that they called it baby I think they could have come better with that (laughs) um yeah (laughs) it is a rebirth of an iconic character and like I said it got people talking ahead of the game which is great I saw that Vayner Media is the one that actually did the ad and um yeah so (laughs) leave that there uh another thing that I have to talk about is just the fact that a lot of companies did TikTok ads instead of the Super Bowl I definitely saw um some doing both in tandem like they did the Super Bowl ad and they did a TikTok for instance I think Cheetos did a really good job of taking the theme from their Super Bowl ad and then kind of moving it over to TikTok because they use can't touch this and it, the ad that I saw was a girl sitting at a desk and then gets a phone call we all know how this goes it's a number that you've basically put in your phone as do not contact no 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 and immediately she puts her hand up and it's Cheeto fingers and it's like can't touch this <laughs> I thought that was so funny just because it's it fits into the TikTok culture. It ties into their larger scheme, Super Bowl ad. And it's also really funny because who doesn't have numbers saved in their phone where they're like, do not answer, do not pick up, 
you know, never talk to this person again. (laughs) And then the fact that you have Cheeto fingers and can't do it, it just fit for me. I really liked it. So I'd say if you can check that one out, check it out for sure. It's really funny. And it ties into the theme of what they already did in the big game, which I think is ultimately what you want to do. You want your ads to have some kind of cohesiveness, but also be structured for the platform that they're on. Because that commercial... I don't know if everybody who was watching the Super Bowl would really be into it, but the fact that it's on TikTok, that's where that kind of stuff fits. I mean, Cheeto fingers, we know what those are. And the fact that they use the music, that's totally TikTok. So being able to go there and see it, it's really, really cool. I actually think that they did a great job of capturing the audience on both scales. And that's what you want to do is you want to capture the audience on TV. You want to capture the audience on the platform you're on. And to me, it's a big secret of social media. Don't just take your ads or your commercials and throw them up wherever your people are. Because people on Twitter, people on TikTok, people on TV watching TV, (laughs) expect different things. So meet them where they are, meet their expectations and deliver on them and see how it goes. And when you do that, go above and beyond. I think you're really going to get the engagement that you want out of your social campaigns versus just splashing something everywhere. Another ad that really stood out to me would have to be the Tide commercials about how you should watch the Super Bowl now and do laundry later. I think that was a really easy hashtag that people could jump right on as the game was going on, as the game was happening. And I thought it was really funny and really cool to just be able to jump on top of it and be like, laundry later, laundry later. Just because think about all the messy Super Bowl food that you eat, chicken wings, chili, um, dips, salsa, all that jazz and how they probably will drop on your shirt anyway. So your focus should be on the game now and then getting into those later on. (laughs) So I really think that that was a good commercial and memorable commercial for sure. All right. So other commercials that I really liked, I definitely have to mention the Google Loretta commercial. I don't know if you saw that, but it was a man kind of asking Google like, okay, show me images of Loretta and I together, who's his wife, and just going through all these memories and the photos, I thought was really sweet and sappy. I mean, Google's been killing it with their ads lately. I saw their Black History Month commercial, and it was so good. Um, I really enjoyed it and appreciate how they put together the top searches of things and how a lot of people of color are those top searches. Like, most search performance was Beyonce Homecoming, so kudos to their team for putting together really compelling ads that are powerful, impactful, and they mean a lot to people. Uh, Another ad that I really liked was the Jeep Groundhog Day ad, and it featured Bill Murray and the Jeep Gladiator Chuck. I'd never seen the Gladiator Chuck. I'm not sure if that's a new one. I'm not that familiar with Jeep's car lines, so don't know, but it kind of recreated the movie Groundhog Day, and I never will forget watching that movie when I was in 10th grade. So nostalgia again, (laughs) early 90s. Uh, and I thought that it was really cool that they kind of recreated Groundhog Day. Like Bill Murray was still in it, had some of the iconic characters. They even had a groundhog in the car. So I did like that commercial. I thought it was pretty cute. Uh, the Doritos Cool Ranch dance off a little Nas X and Sam Elliott. I thought that was pretty funny. The CGI for Sam Elliott's mustache. I'm not sure how much of the dancing was CGI, but a little bit of it too, because he was doing some gravity defying moves in there, but (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. And I liked it. It kind of made me want some Cool Ranch Doritos. I feel like I haven't had those since I was in high school. (laughs) But I have good memories of the taste of them, the smell of them, and then 
are Doritos fingers a thing too? Because I know Cheetos fingers are, but Doritos definitely leave your fingers a little dusty on the end as well. <laughs> uh, the Sabre Hummus commercial had some really great cameos. Megan Thee Stallion was in it, which I really appreciate. And then some of the TikTok famous folks. The Mountain Dew Brian Cranston and Tracy Ellis Ross commercial, which featured the Mountain Dew Zero, and it kind of referenced The Shining. So to preface, I've never seen The Shining, but I did recognize the references because I saw Ready Player One, which also referenced The Shining. Now I feel like I almost need to see The Shining. I know there was a sequel or prequel or maybe it was a sequel that came out late last year, I think, and it referenced The Shining 2 referenced the shining as well not the shining 2 because I don't think there was a shining 2 but it referenced the shining as well so I've seen all the pop culture big moments with the blood and the twins and the hotel and the clock and all that stuff so I'm I I know of it a little bit but I almost feel like I need to see it now because I keep seeing these references pop up and I'd love to understand them I didn't watch Brian Cranston's show um, was it Breaking Bad? I've never seen Breaking Bad either. I tried to get into it, but I couldn't get into it. I'll have to try it again because I was talking to a guy who was like, it's the best show ever. And you know, when someone tells you it's the best show ever and then you watch it and you're like, I don't know if it's the best show ever, but you want to be a good sport and watch it anyway because they told you it was cool and you liked the person. It was that kind of energy. <laughs> so I'll definitely have to go back and give it another shot. I made it maybe halfway through the first episode, which was a little devastating because it's pretty sad. So I'm going to go back to it. Watch it again. <laughs> um, and that Kia commercial I referenced earlier, it was actually for the car Kia Seltos and the player was Josh Jacobs. He was talking to his younger self. And like I said, the, the talk was really motivational, but I just didn't remember as much about the car. Maybe it's because I'd never really heard of the Kia Seltos. Maybe it's a new car that's coming out. I guess that was a thing this year. A lot of the brands featured cars that are newer or maybe they haven't featured before. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what it was. They were trying to get into to new things as opposed to featuring their classic cars, get some exposure for the new stuff, which can you blame them? Because the Super Bowl is the best time to do that. Build a new fan base for a new car. I know the Chrissy Teigen and John Legend commercial was for a Genesis truck, which is a newer vehicle. I know Genesis has always done the car, so it'll be interesting to see how many people start driving these cars or how big their fan base becomes based on these commercials. I mean, that's one of the things I always wonder about Super Bowl commercials. They've got to be mostly for brand awareness because it has to be difficult to convert people from the commercial to purchase decisions unless you're really intentional. I noticed that Squarespace actually purchased the website that Winona Ryder mentioned in her Squarespace commercial. And if you go to it, they're offering 20% off for new customers, new websites. So new website plans. The code is like Winona 20, which I think is really cool because it references the commercial, ties back into everything and goes to a theme. Imagine how many people went to welcome to Winona.com after the commercial aired, just because that's what they talk about in the commercial. And that's the domain that she's purchasing. So I think that that's a great way to track how many people converted from the Super Bowl ad to come over and buy a purchase. But I'm sure with the cars, it's a lot more difficult. How do you know someone watched the car commercial and was like, I came in to buy this car because of the Super Bowl. You really, as a business, have to have a lot of disposable income to purchase an ad because you're not going to see a direct return on investment necessarily unless you really put in the work on your digital ad spend and other 
ad spends during the game and after the game, which is something to think about. I wonder, is is there information around which ads got people to go out and make a purchase decision after? Speaking of ads, one other ad that I just thought about top of mind that I really liked was the Pepsi ad with her, the musical artist, her and Missy Elliott. I mean, I'm always a Missy Elliott fan. I'm rooting for her to always get her shine because she's just the best. And I remember growing up with Missy and listening to Super Duper Fly, her first album, and listen to all her other albums since and just always wanting to get up and dance. So I'm always going to root for Missy Elliott to succeed and whatever she does. And I thought the commercial definitely fit her brand. It's very colorful, had music, and I'm not a Pepsi person, but <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed watching it and seeing her on screen. And I feel like she needs her own Super Bowl halftime show. She was, she was at Katy Perry's, wasn't she, a couple years ago, but she needs her own that should be in the future, hopefully, where she just has her own platform to get up there and do all the classic Missy songs that I love so much because she has earned it and she needs to be up there on that stage. Okay, so since we're on the topic of the car brands or going back to the topic of the car brands killing it in their commercials, I ended up seeing the Audi commercial the next day out of the Super Bowl, but I thought it was so funny because they used uh, Macy Williams from Game of Thrones and she's singing Let It Go and the cold never bothered her, which I'm pretty sure is a direct Game of Thrones reference. I'm not all on top of all the Game of Thrones references, but I'm I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I really tried to get into watching it, and I'm a couple seasons in, but I can't tell you all the details. I think outside of watching it, the best resource I had was the wiki. Uh, I love reading wikis about shows, especially if I can't really follow them, and there's a big there's a lot of conversation and I want to be in the loop on what's going on. I usually reference those first instead of trying to binge watch a show that is just not not the the ultimate show for me that I'm going to follow and really be engaged with. So that's my resource or my secret for Game of Thrones trivia and information. So I usually reference that. But anyway, I really thought that commercial was pretty funny, but I wish I would have seen a little bit more of the car in it. I like the Toyota Highlander commercial because they showed so many shots of the car and it looked really nice. I've always been a Toyota car fan. So it was cool to see how the Highlander has changed from the Highlander. I knew when I was younger, my aunt has a Highlander. I think it's an early 2000s model, but she doesn't drive it as much anymore. So it's nice to see what the updated model looks like. They showed a lot of interior shots, a lot of exterior shots, and I thought it looked really good. So I'd say that's my favorite commercial in terms of the shots of the car. The Hummer commercial with LeBron, I think it only showed the Hummer grill. It didn't even show the full Hummer car, which is going to be an electric car that's supposed to roll out in May. So looking forward to see what that's going to look like and who gets back into the Hummer trend. I know for a while they were a big thing, but remember gas prices went up crazy high and the economy just crashed. So it was really difficult to keep Hummers on the road with all that stuff happening because they're so expensive and they're just so big. So I imagine living in town now since I live in the city, I might see more people driving them around here because there's less less places that you have to drive to. Whereas when I lived in a rural area, if you're driving all the way to the city and commuting in a Hummer, it's just ridiculous. The pricing the the, the um, miles per gallon just doesn't even make sense so we'll see how that evolves and if being electric makes it um, you know gets it attracted to a different audience and if it's easier to charge and access to all those things I'm excited to see how that works out but anyway 
I feel like I could keep going on and on about the Super Bowl ads because I had such a great time watching it and they got me excited. Something I've been looking forward to for weeks. So it's nice to to see the big game. But of course, you know, I really watched for the ads and halftime. And I really enjoyed both of those things this time. And can't wait for the Super Bowl next year to watch more commercials and more ads and tweet with everyone about my favorite stuff happening and even podcasts. So Thank you guys for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. And if you'd like to, you can find me at thegreatdanaj.com on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as the Great Dana J. And also rate my podcast. If you like listening, please give me a rating. I would really appreciate it. And if you have any feedback, you can email me at Dana at thegreatdanaj.com. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks for listening again. Bye.